Quezon. How are you, sir? I'm good. How's everything going on here? What's going on, guys? How you doing? Brandon, how are you, my friend? I'm doing good. It's been a long time since I've been on here. I've been busy at work and stuff like that, but uh, it's, it's good to talk to you guys again. How you doing? Everybody's good. Wicked, King, nice to see you guys. How's everybody? Um, <clears throat> I'm okay. I'm going through a little personal thing, but I'm okay. Well, you know, you got the support of the panel always behind you. We'll send positive energy out to the universe for you, my friend. Always. I appreciate it. Always. For Just sure, for sure. Happening. Not so much, man. How come I can't get you guys for the weekend games, man? You guys are killing uh, me, bro. No, it, on the weekends, I'd be so I'd be so busy watching the games. It'd be hard to try to like I, like I would like to you know analyze the games and still talk at the same time. But it's like when I'm watching the games, it's like I'm so locked into the games that I don't really want to be doing nothing else. But no, nah, I seriously, I am going to have to um, I'm going to have to uh, tune in with you one of these probably this weekend, probably this weekend. I'm definitely going yeah, to cause, you know, tune cause, in with um, you. Yeah, because being sports rumble, we pretty much call all the games all day. We try to have. You know, at least three or four people. Not everybody has to watch the same game, but if we have two people watching the same game, we can kind of call and compare certain things, like notes. Right. So, and it's it, it adds banter. You know, we, we get a couple people in. You know, they start asking questions about this, that, and the third, and you know, we go from there. But anyways, I digress. Sure. Bob the case on. He he he, he leaving sure. right away again. Nah, uh, he'll be he'll be jumping back in soon. I'm I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure he's doing some I'm sure he's doing something important that that. But well, how's everybody else us. doing though? Good. Well, I, I'll be able to help you do some weekend shows. I'm shutting the winery down next weekend's our last Saturday, so I'll be freed up on weekends to have a little bit of why, fun. Why, with you guys why are you why are you shutting down the winery for? <laughs> We get it gets cold up in Maine in the winter, and we lose <laughs> all of our tourist industry. So uh, that's when we hibernate. Not only the bears, but the human beings up in Maine hibernate. So it gets slow. Yeah, it's definitely cold up there. It's, it's, it's definitely cold up there. So everybody who's listening, I want to thank everybody. I want to thank the panel for coming in tonight to do our show. Uh, in case who's listening hasn't heard us before, this is the Phase One Sports Group, uh, Big East Sports. Kason Brandon's with us tonight and many more times in the future. The Wicked One is always and the ever esteemed Mr. King. So guys, I've laid out a little bit of a different show that we usually do, and I want to just lay it out for you guys and for our listeners tonight. I've... Um, I've done 10 subjects that I'd kind of like for us to go over and cover. And, of course, we all know that things are going to pop up randomly through calls and people that ask us questions. And, you know, as uh, as King always says, not to digress, because God knows we all will digress a little bit. But let's get right into it. Um, this is We're reviewing the NFL the past week and, and all the games so far to this season, but I think the biggest thing to talk about and the biggest topic right now in the NFL is the John Gruden firing for all of the leaked emails that have come out. Now, mind you, there were 650,000 emails, uh, and you saw not one of them get leaked about Daniel Snyder, but about three hours ago today... Uh, it was the uh, Washington cheerleaders photos of the topless cheerleaders that supposedly Snyder wanted uh, taken pictures of. That somehow figured a way out to leak into the general public. But I just wanted to talk to the panel tonight and 
let you guys chime in one at a time. What do you guys feel about the Gruden situation out in Las Vegas, and how do you feel it will affect the Raiders going forward? Well, I think um, I think I think he had to go. I think you know when you see those emails, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, you know, it happened ten years ago," but the fact that he's employed now by the league. Remember, he wasn't employed by the league. Then he was a Monday night commentator, you know, um, play-by-play caller, you know, during that time period. But he wasn't employed by the league. But the fact that he's employed now. And do you know, it's with things going on with the, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know, everything that's going on right now the past couple of years with just the Black Lives Matter movement, the NFL movement, the protests, everything that you can put in. I just think that the, you know, the NFL, Roger Goodell did a... um, they they made the right move, you know, getting rid of Gruden, and um, I think that's first. Um, I just I I, I actually first I have a couple of fans friends that I that are Raiders fans, and I actually kind of feel sorry for them because it just seems like every time the Raiders look like they're heading down the right path, something just brings them down. I'm not saying it's, it's always something like this, but it's just like you know they start off three and zero, and now they've lost two straight, and now this happens, and it's like. Yeah, it doesn't look like the season, you know, because that's hard. You know, to transfer coaches in midseason and still try to, you know, remain, you know, relevant and stuff like that. You know, Gruden was the face of that franchise more so than Carr was. You know what I mean? You know, they they signed. Absolutely. Remember they, you remember they signed Gruden when he first got there to that contract. It was like 10, I think he, a $110 million contract. I've never seen that from a head coach before. A coach get that type of contract. But he had to go. I think the Raiders, it, it doesn't look good for them the rest of the season. Um. And as far as like you said with the Daniel Snyder situation, you know that this situation is almost similar to you remember how Carolina, uh, the Jay, you remember the Jay Richardson situation? What happened with great him? Great analogy. That's a great analogy. Yeah, like this, this, this. this I'm, now Daniel Snyder has real good connections with Goodell in the lead and stuff like that. But I would not not be surprised if things because I haven't really seen all the emails yet. I haven't really done my own research on it. I was just. Just like everybody else, when the Gruden news came out, I was just, you know, paying, I was following it just like everybody else. But I haven't really actually went on Google or Safari and did my own research on it. But I would not be surprised if these things get real ugly for Snyder. And um, he may be, I don't know, might be forced to sell the team. I don't know. But, you know, because okay. Washington fans, it's bad. As it, like, they already don't like Snyder as it is. You know what I mean? They already don't like him as it is. So... It's it's a real ugly situation, and um, the NFL is gonna have to take care of this. They're gonna have to get this thing resolved real soon because it doesn't look good. You know, topless, you know, pictures for cheerleaders, and you know, Bruce Allen's not even there no more. He's gone, but he'll probably never get a job again. Uh, not probably he won't, and Gruden will never get a job again. You know, so that, that's it's, that's it's, absolutely yeah. that's that's absolutely right. And I and and I want to let King chime in next, but I I just want to make this point. You know, Colin Kaepernick. A few years ago, we all know what he did, and we all know what he was crucified for in his own way as far as his professional career goes. And right now in the NFL, what are they trying to do with this Gruden situation? I'm not telling you that the NFL isn't concerned, but I will tell you this in my opinion. They're more concerned about the optics of this situation than they are about getting to the bottom of it. And we'll see if that happens with Daniel Smith. But you know what? Colin Kaepernick lit the fuse on this long before it became a topic in the NFL. And everything that Thank he stood for and everything that he came out against is actually something that the NFL now is racing to embrace. But notice that they're not racing to embrace anything with Mr. Kaepernick. And, King, you look like you wanted to chime in on this subject. Oh, so trust what me. What are you feeling? I, I, 
I'm going to go on a little diatribe here. I'm sorry for the listeners. I'm sorry for the people no. in the battle, okay? Go ahead. So, Brandon, I feel you, but you have to realize the NFL just gave us, you know, their patsy. That, that's pretty much what they did. You think they're going to release any of the e- other emails? No, it's I don't. So I think, that, yeah, yeah, they're not. It's so funny how Gruden's emails are the only ones exposed. You're telling me Gruden's the only one talking like that in the NFL? Come yeah. on, bro. You, yeah. you know exactly what happened. That investigation turned up a whole bunch of bullshit that was already going on with the Washington team, okay? They right. said, okay, we need to find somebody. They can't get rid of... Remember, Roger Goodell, his boss are the owners. Snyder's never getting outed. Just let me just put that out there. Snyder is not getting outed for shit. Those topless p- pictures of the cheerleaders, you don't remember what, what he did when they took him up to some island and took away their IDs and made them go uh, be escorts for some of their, their uh, private investors and shit? Yeah, no, those, yeah, yeah, those owners don't know better. Yeah. Right? Number two. Okay, say Gruden's racist, say whatever the hell you want. When they put out that he said, What's his face had Michelin lips? Ain't nothing happened to him. It's the minute the man said anything about the LGBT community is why he got canceled, bro. They were gonna fire him. No, I said that. I said that. I did say that. I I said that they. It wasn't the whole uh what he said about the lips thing. The mention that I I said it was about the. I did say that. Mm-hmm. Right. He he. It was when he started mentioning stuff about you know Roger Goodell being a P and yep, you know yep. somebody else being the F word and. Trust me, like at the end of the day, bro, the NFL is never going to change. They will watch how many owners actually, because Jerry Jones said something about it, but he really said nothing. He said mm-hmm. something, but he said nothing. Watch yeah. how many owners don't say shit about this except for Carr. Carr's the only one that came on and said, yo, you know, yeah, this shit looking shit. He's got no skeletons in his closet. The rest of those owners, oh boy. You think R. Kelly's going to jail? If they let out those emails, all of them are getting crucified. Every single one of them, bro. Yeah. Coaching staff and below. Do you know what I mean? You gotta know this. And yet again, Biggie, I appreciate you bringing up the whole Kaepernick thing because that is the biggest problem with society. Forget NFL. With society. We we like to accept this evil, but this evil is just way too much. Exactly. You know what I mean? King. Wrong is wrong. Period. But I'm done. Right. I'm done. Go ahead. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. <laughs> Wicked, what, what, I'm going to close with case on, on just this part of the Raiders, but Wicked, what are you feeling about all this as, as you sit back and look at it from, from, a, from a fan's perspective and from a social perspective as well? So um, uh, everybody on this panel knows that I think Brennan doesn't know that I'm a Washington football team fan. No, and no, Daniel I know. Sa- okay, so Daniel Snyder have had like sketchy track record ever since he he bought the team. Um, I call him Jerry Jones Jr. because he's trying to be involved, but he doesn't know enough about football to actually be involved. He's not as good as a, a marketer as Jerry Jones, and mm-hmm. I feel sometimes. <laughs> Wicked. No, I don't care. Can feel... you start from the beginning again I... for, for the listeners that just came in here? Can you start from the beginning again? Because that was that was awesome. I appreciate that. I, I mean okay. I, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want you to start from the beginning again. Because that, okay. that little sentence right there, Jerry Jones Jr., he's not a marketer. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You're welcome. So um <laughs> uh 
everybody knows I am a Washington fo- football team fan. And uh, Daniel Snyder had a sketchy pass ever since he bought the team. I personally call him Jerry Jones Jr. because he's trying to be involved, but he doesn't know enough about football to be involved. But And also, he's not a great marketer like Jerry Jones. So um, we end up making very terrible moves. You know, um, I always say if a team is bad, don't look at the coaches. Don't look at the players. Look at the owners. Because, like, the owners dictate how the organization is run and the, the, and the tone that, that they set. Um, Daniel Snyder is a fan. Granted, he is a businessman, but he's one of the biggest, rest, excuse me, Washington football team's fan in the world. So that's why I tend not like fans own teams. Because they they move on emotions instead of rational moves, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or so with that whole thing with the cheerleaders, that was I think it was like five to six years back, and we've been calling for anybody to come buy the team, like please just buy the team. Because he is running our story fr- franchise to the ground. Because um, when we had a different owner, we never had that. Like the cheerleaders did their thing and they went home and none of that. But we were also winning Super Bowls back in the 80s and the early 90s. So winning cures all. Um, as far as John Gruden. Um, he is who who he is, you know. Uh, is he a backstabber? Yes. Is he a two faced guy? Yes. Um, it came out. Um, I'm a echo Brandon and King sentiment. I feel bad for the Raiders fans that once they get something good, it is it, just getting shut shut down. Just like several year, years ago when that cup that that Kaepernick thing ha- happened. And David Carr said something. They they were like four and zero, and he alienated most of his offensive line, and they end up not making the playoffs. So I just feel bad for for it on the social aspect. We have to evolve. That's it. Uh, uh the NFL is seventy five percent African American. That's that's the real of things. Uh, one of the best players, well. I'll say four of the five best players in the NFL are African-American. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. I will put Justin Herbert in there. Uh, Aaron Donald. You know, like, most of the best players are African-American. So if you're not as sensitive to... You said Justin Herbert? Yeah, yeah. Listen, we'll listen, get into listen, that a little later, though. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> he don't at me, yo. Don't at me. Nah, he was saying four out of five, though. Four oh, five. oh, oh. I said oh. four. <laughs> four <laughs> he, four nah, out of five. <laughs> for sure. And that's, not, and, 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 that, and that's actually. That's, that's, yo, yo, let, let, let the I'm, man. I'm going to try and save that part. and But that's actually, that's actually a really good point because it's. It, if they had always played at a more level playing field, 
the members of the NFL, like the players, who generate the largest portion. Let, I mean, let's face it, they generate, the players generate 90% of the revenue for the team, right? In how they produce and everything that's going on. So at this point in time, from my perspective, um, looking at it and, and loving sports for as long as I have and, and understanding it just the way you guys do about the ratio of black players to, to white players and other nationalities. Listen, I, at this moment in time, I would just be happy to have an, a semi, if not completely equal playing field for, at, at this point in time. I mean, we are so far removed from the civil rights movement in 1963. Abraham Lincoln gave the Emancipation Proclamation in 1863. If the country is going to take forever to change, at least these organizations that have such a smaller society of 100 people within the team and then, and then within the front office, it's about time that these organizations started waking up to the reality of the situation and partnering up with the players the way the NBA does. And the NFL has always been very slow to pick that up. And as we started the show with, it's really the light that Colin Kaepernick shed on all of this right now. And before I get the case on, I just want to throw a little thing out there about the Raiders. As we all know, this is a very storied franchise. Let's not forget, and I assure you that Al Davis is rolling over in his grave when all this is going on, because I believe that Al Davis would have fired John Gruden on Friday night when this first started coming down, and not like his son who let Gruden coach on Sunday. The Raiders organization, just for people who don't know, this is the first football organization to have a Spanish-American win a Super Bowl. They're the first organization to hire a black NFL coach in the NFL. They're the first organization to have a female chief executive officer run their team. So it's a little bit sad to see where the sun has come now. And that kind of goes to the point of what the NFL was and what the NFL is now, and where the NFL is going. And Kason, I dropped that bomb in your lap right now. With Gruden firing, give me a summation of what you think about that and what impact you think it may hopefully have on the NFL going forward. Yeah, I mean, for for starters, um, it's a sad situation. It's, it's a really sad situation that the NFL – to be honest, let's be honest here. They they almost covered it up, and I wouldn't even say the NFL. More so, we got to look at ESPN and the Walt Disney Corporation because we got to remember he wasn't in the NFL when these emails came out. He was actually right. working for ESPN Monday night, so I haven't really heard anything from that company on the perspective that they hold and the employees that they hire. Granted. You probably really don't know the emails he's sending out, so I can't really blame the corporation. But still, it happened on their watch. Um, but something that I wanted to say before I answer your question, it's funny how he didn't get fired on Friday for the racist emails, but he got he got fired as soon as the homophobic stuff came out. So it goes to show you that he probably would have kept his Thank job. You. Had, he would have kept his had, job. Had they, not, had they not discovered his emails. But it's funny how it all goes back to the owner of Washington because I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why are they looking at his emails? Like, where did all this come from? Like, you just don't randomly look at somebody's emails. Then I read a little bit and I found out with the investigation uh, what's going on with Washington. But that's that that has struck me too. 
Um, another thing, um, I think it was Ryan Clark who said it today too. Think about it. If he's sending these emails to other NFL owners, this has to be something that's going around with all 32 teams because if you feel comfortable sending this information out to your work, your work uh, email, then imagine who else is doing this. So the NFL definitely has a lot to explain. They're probably not because, you know, it's a business at the end of the day and they care about the product. So they're not going to, they're not going to put out all the emails, but I find it very sad. And I very, I find it extremely sad for the Raiders organization, like you said, who, pretty much help a lot of minorities get their first job. Like you said, Hispanics, African-Americans, females. I think they were one of the uh, first organizations to hire a female in their staff. And it's an unfortunate situation that we had John Gruden do that. Um, but as far as the NFL, like, like, like the question that you originally asked, I feel like it's, we, we're going to kind of see a new day where they're not going to allow this kind of how – the Clippers and the Donald Sterling situation where situations happen like this fast, they're going to try to get rid of it. But, like, I think me, King, I think everybody in the panel agrees. I mean, why did it take so long for him to get fired if y'all already knew this information? And one last thing before I leave, I think Keyshawn said this too. I've been hearing this. Keyshawn said, we knew, I knew who this was, but y'all thought I was being a diva. Yeah, he said that. He said that, like, years ago. Yeah. He, yeah, said, he that. said this guy's but, a bad person. But, you know, I'm also a religious man as well. I think John Gruden needs some love. I think right now he has a lot of hatred in his heart. He may be ignorant. I, I, I can't speak for the man, but right now it seems like a bunch of ignorance. And I said this to echo what I said a couple minutes ago. If he feels comfortable doing this in his work email, imagine who else is doing it. So yeah. that's all I had to say on the situation. That's an unfortunate situation for the NFL. The, yeah, the thing that the the thing that jumped out to me as I was listening to you speak is, I hope the NFL doesn't look at this as an opportunity to pacify the players in the NFL um, to kind of put Gruden out there as the sacrificial lamb. Because one, just like Wicked was talking about, we're not seeing any of the Dan Snyder emails, so we know they're picking and choosing. Um, and if the NFL wants to see fundamental change and improved relationships with the players, you can't just put this out there and say, see, 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 we found, we found the bad one in the bunch and we acted on it. They're, they're going to have to show much more long-term plans with much clearer intentions as to the relationship they want in the NFL going forward. I mean, listen, if offenses can progress in the NFL to where we see 42, 40 points for 80 point over-unders, then it's about time we get to the root of the NFL and change the relationship with the players. And I got news for you in this woke environment that we're in, if the NFL would embrace that change, in my opinion, I think that would give them an opportunity to attract some more fans because NFL fans and viewership has been down over the last decade. So, Maybe if they embrace this part of the change that they've needed to make for far, far too long, it might ensure the sport and uh, its progress going forward. We have a couple calls in the queue by Rocco. Let me just take those guys before we go on to the next subject for this evening's show. The NFL knew about these emails 11 years ago. 
and they've covered this crap up. I mean, you know, that's what shows how low down the NFL is. That's why people don't really watch the NFL because they knew about this. They let him get two or three jobs associated with the NFL, and they didn't do shit about it. The NFL is nothing but a bunch of hypocrites because the fact is John Gruden raped about 25 fewer women than Deshaun Watson. I don't, Whoa. I'm going to cut that one off right there because I don't know anything about which he speaks, and I, I want to kind of keep on the, the subject at hand. I hope you guys don't feel like I was abrupt. And, no, and I, no, I, no. That, that was a little too far. I'm yeah, yeah no, was, I'm a, listen, listen. I'm a Patriots fan. Don't talk to me about Robert Kraft. I know they're all in the league. This is what I said after Brandon. I said, dude, if we're expecting them to sell out the owners, it's not going to happen. So go ahead and take that thought out of your mind. They're exactly. not doing it. I'm gonna be up. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be be up. Up. They set him up to take the skewing. The NFL man is always the NFL has always been an owner's league, man. It's completely different. It's night and day from the NBA. The NBA is a players' league, man. The, the, the players, <laughs> well, players run the lead in the NBA. You know, in the NFL, the, the owners run that. You, you I mean, y'all remember what um, what was his name? Uh, Cal McNair, the Houston, Texas owner, said two That's years what ago. I'm he said it's something about ready. the inmates. He said we can't let the inmates run into asylum. He was talking about the players. Exactly. <laughs> Like this stuff goes so, people and that I feel like when that happened, that went under the rug. Like that was talked about for a little bit when he said it, but I'm like that that that, that wasn't publicized as it should have been, but I'm not surprised. Well, you know that's a good yeah, point because uh, it was it, it was publicized when it first happened, but then we didn't hear anything about it, and then you saw the NFL's wheels go into motion because eventually they forced McNair to sell the team. So you saw yeah, in a no public choice. opportunity where they had to come out against one of their owners. Again, they choose just to slap them on the wrist and try and keep everything in a backroom, boardroom kind of a deal situation. Now, guys, last subject on coaches for tonight's show before we get to the players on the field, which is what we all watch for. What are you guys feeling about this Urban Meyer situation? And can I get a pick from you guys as, does Urban Meyer still coach the Jaguars after week eight? But first, talk about Urban's situation and the dysfunction that's going on in Jacksonville right now. Okay, Sam, we think about that. So, just off the bat, I think Urban's gone after week eight. I don't think they're going to win enough games. But as far as the situation, as far as him dancing, I mean, that's his personal life. I feel like we in a day and age where, like, the media just grabs on story. I never thought it was that deep. Maybe the aspect of him not flying with the team is weird. But you got to remember, the, the man won probably 80% of his games in college. So just coming from a psychological standpoint, like, if you're not used to losing, it takes a toll on you. Like, I'm surprised Trevor Lawrence hasn't felt that way because he's been winning since he was in grade school and coming into the Jack- Jacksonville Jaguar- Jaguars and losing. It's never a good situation. But as far as the dent, like, the, whatever the man does in his private life, should be left alone, but it's just day in, it's a day and age where everybody got camera phones. So if you're doing something that, that you're not supposed to, it gets blown out of proportion. I mean, he is married, but that's his business. The flying home with the team, not winning, the questionable decisions as far as him hiring the strength coach, 
and things of that nature. Yeah, we could talk about that. But him dancing on somebody, I think that was I was blown out. But I do I I don't think he ever really wanted the job. I, I I think I heard this on the radio. I think if somebody said he's trying to get fired to get that UFC job, he's doing a pretty good job of doing it at this point. But I feel like he if he doesn't want the job, he's better off resigning and taking that USC job because I feel like he's a better collegiate coach than an NFL coach because that rah-rah stuff doesn't work with grown men that's getting paid. 17 to 21-year-olds, yeah. Everybody trying to make it to the league, but grown men getting paid, families, that shit ain't going to work. I got nothing to – I, I, he I'm hit sorry, it on Brandon. the – no, nah, you got big. I, I was saying Casey hit it on the head. I got nothing – everything that he said, there's really nothing to follow about going in terms of that. I mean, yep. Yep. Exactly. Irving, like I said, his private life is his private life. It's the same thing with people talking about. Like, I was watching first to take early and not to get off subject. And, you know, Jay Williams and Stephen, they went back and forth. Because that's Kyrie's personal life. If he doesn't want to get that vaccination, that's him. Now, from a basketball perspective, then, okay, yeah, you could sit there and say it's selfish or whatever the case may be. But I'm I'm the same. Like, Urban Meyer, that's his personal life. But in terms of him as a coach, when he got hired, I was like, I was with Shannon Sharp and a lot of people when he got hired, I said, yeah, this is, this doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? Like he, he's not going to be a coach for, you know, he's not going to coach the Jaguars the whole season. He's not. I don't know if he's going to be gone by week eight. I personally don't know why he took the damn job to be quite honest with you. Um, I really don't, you know what I mean? I, I, I just don't get it. And he's not, he's not meant to be an NFL coach. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like certain college coaches, like Saban is meant to be a college coach. We've seen what happened when he was in Miami. That it, that style didn't work. You know what I mean? Like what he said about, you can do that with 17 and 21 year olds, but you're talking about grown men that take care of their families. They get paid more than you as the head coach. You know what I mean? So I, I, I really have nothing to say as far as I've been said, I've, Urban Meyer need to go. You know what I mean? And I, like I said before, the thing, what he said about Trevor Lawrence, he's been winning since he's been in grad school. You know what I mean? And I won't be surprised. Obviously, here we are five games into the season, but I won't be surprised if Trevor Lawrence is saying in his head, like, I want to get out of here, or you know, already, even though it's only For five sure. games into the season. But Jacksonville is just not – that franchise has always been – Bad man, like I, I, that they really need a relocation. They really, really do need to relocate. I think if there's gonna be the next team to relocate, it'll be them. But Urban Meyer has to go. He gotta go. Wicked King, I don't even want to waste your brilliant sport knowledge. I think Kason and Brandon actually summed that up well for us, and I think that's a great segue for us to get onto the football field and what we all love the most is the game and the athletes that play it. What a great game we had to watch. To end, the, to end the week last in that Baltimore game. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think Lamar Jackson has anything left to prove as if he can play the quarterback position at an elite level and can throw that football around. What did you guys think of Lamar's performance in that game? And do you think he's answered most of the questions that anybody had for him as far as his ability to throw the ball? Wicked, I'm going to throw that one to you, no pun intended, right there. <sighs> None taken. Um, I think he was sensational. I think he really put the league in note, notice that you can't game plan for and for him anymore because he can use his legs and he can use his arms. I mean, this is the game I was waiting to see him actually play because um, 
I love the young man. I love his intangibles. I love his competitiveness, but I also love his athletic abilities, right? And I I remember when he got drafted and Dion was like, hey, you are the 30, you know, the 32nd, I think he got drafted after first 32. And he was like, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to win. And I've seen that fire in his eyes and he's showing us with a great head head coach who trusts them um that throw to uh Hollywood Brown that first touchdown come on man that was that was like a, a thing of beauty you know and I just hope that he just keep consistent and and I pray for um his health if he's healthy Baltimore will it will always be in a conversation as one of the best teams in the league yeah, I agree. He 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 definitely put on a um a sensational performance. I remember watching the game, and I actually um stopped watching it. You have to. I thought Baltimore wasn't going to come back once the Colts were up twenty three to nine. I mean, they really had a, a impressive defensive game, and I said, yeah, this this just looked like one of those games where Baltimore is just it doesn't look good for them. You know what I mean? And next thing you know, you know, I go back to the game, and I'm like, oh wow. You know what I mean? Like, what happened? You know what I mean? Because I actually was watching something else around that time period. But, you know, going back and watching the game and watching highlights and stuff like that, watching the comeback, it was remarkable. Um, he's he's had, like, he's never had a game like that from a passing standpoint. He's had spectacular games, obviously, his rookie year. And ever since he's been in into the league, I just want to see him do this in the playoffs. I just want to see him do this in the playoffs. I'm not going to take nothing away from him. I have nothing bad to say about him. I think that was a special performance. My only thing is, come postseason time, I want now. I'm not saying he has to throw for over 400. I'm not saying that. I just want to see him consistently do this in the playoffs. Now he had an impressive game last year against Tennessee in a wild card round, but that was a defensive game. I just want to see him do this in the pocket and the playoffs. We've seen a few games now. Now I I think he's. It's coming. You could you could feel it. Like it's, I believe it's going to come this postseason. I don't have Baltimore in the Super Bowl this year, but I, I, they, they definitely. He, he definitely looks good. You know what I mean. And I think he deserves to be in the MVP, you know, conversation with Josh Allen, Brady, Herbert. He, he that performance right there was remarkable. And like I said before, ever since Week One, um, I think they then they lose their first game. Yeah, they lost their first game. They lost their first game the the against the yeah to the Raiders, and then ever since then they pulled off four straight. So. Yeah, he he definitely looks good. I just want to see him do this in the playoffs because, like I said before, if he can't do this in the playoffs on a consistent basis, you know what the narrative is going to be about him. As this, you know, and obviously he's young in his career, but I just want to see him do this in the playoffs. That's fair. King, King, um, what are you thinking, my friend? Well, I mean, everybody else already said more than enough, but I just like to state this. He seems to be first in a lot of categories. So I don't know why they keep saying what they're saying about Lamar. You know? First 400-yard, 80% completion game ever. It was <laughs> 40, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Passing, 40 times passing the ball. I mean, and ran 65 yards only. The Broncos thought – oh, not the Broncos. The um, – Colts. I can't remember. 
The Colts thought they were going to do what the Broncos did. Sorry, I got them confused. Just so many games. But, um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, at, at the end of the day, Lamar's going to be Lamar. Yeah, he needs to do something in the playoffs, but I think he needs to do it on his time. And you have to think about all the injuries to that team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Great point. There's a lot of players Great out for point. the year. They had an ACL party over there. Oh man, ACL party. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Niggas are selling that too for a dollar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoo. And Lamar's doing what he's doing. Claps and kudos, man. Whatever he does, I'm happy with it because he's he's been been showing us more than enough. It's just people don't want to take it for what it is because they expect more. But he's great. And that that I mean, look at Michael Vick, not to cross players, but you know what I mean? If you never went to jail, never went through that stuff, can you believe what he could have been? Um I wish Michael Vick had a quarterback's coach as good as Andy Reid. Because Michael Vick, like did did study. Like he used to he he told um what's his name? His old coach, like, yeah man, when he used to give me those deep DVDs, I used to just throw them in the back of my car and just, you know. I think yeah, he was wasn't Dan as Reed. dedicated. Wicked. I think no, that was um, Dan Reed. The, when he was with the Falcons. Uh, the other one. Uh, the uh, he was he Eagle he was Falcons. a coach's. No, um, it was like Dan Reeves was his first coach, but he had another young coach. Um, that coach's dad used to coach the Colts. He, he, okay. He had that fa- Uh, he had that famous line like playoffs. Are you kidding me? Playoffs? Oh, more of a, 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 more of a. Yeah, Jim Mora. Yeah. Yeah, that that was his kid. That was uh, Michael Vick's second coach at, in uh, at Atlanta. Yeah, that would yeah, it would have been nice to see Vic with a you know a, a coach like Reed throughout his Andy Reed throughout his whole career. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree. Kason, let me ask you this question. What the hell is wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs, if anything, this season? Um, oh, man. I, I, it's, it's the defense. We, we we knew this for a while. We, we knew that defense was going to end up killing them. I think, to be honest, too, I think the league has caught up to Mahomes. They, like, is enough film on him now. But I honestly think that Buffalo defense is legit. They don't get a lot of credit. I know we all like to come for Jeff because that's his team, but – that defense is legit. I think Josh Allen is really good. Like he he he's developing to the quarterback that they they wanted him to be. And and I think um, Colin Cowherd had said this in his show earlier today. Like if he would have went anywhere else, speaking of Josh Allen, like if he would have went to Jacksonville, probably wouldn't have been that good. Or if Lamar would have went to Jacksonville, so it goes back to like what we were saying about different organizations and their structure. I think Buffalo has that structure, but Kansas City. Um, I don't know. Right now, it's looking like they might not make the playoffs. Like, that offense is going to have to outscore a lot of people, but I don't know. Looking at the Chargers, Justin Herbert, looking at the Broncos and their defense, I don't know. It's an uphill battle. I mean, they'll figure it out eventually, but right now, it's not looking good. I want to touch on your point about the defense, and Brandon, you and I as Giant fans can really speak to this especially that Kansas City has Spagnola as their defensive coordinator. And and make no bones about it, Spagnola is a very, very good defensive coordinator. 
But the thing with Spagnola's defense, and everybody's heard this who's a football fan, you got to put pressure on the quarterback. The system that Spags runs has to be suited and played by the players that can be best utilized in that system. And yeah. your point with the defense, I think that's I think that's exactly what's hurting Kansas City. And I didn't even think about your point of there's so much film on Mahomes because even myself got co- so caught up in the hype about everything and how gifted and how talented he is. And they are dealing with kind of these random injuries and they're rebuilding that offensive line for this season. And everybody's kind of looking to kind of hunt them and, and take them down. But Wicked, do you think Kansas City makes the playoffs this year? I do. Uh, and surprisingly, I do because the Raiders are not a contention anymore. I don't foresee the Raiders even winning 10 games. Um, I believe that you need to to win at least 13 games to be a wild card team. And um, I believe that Kansas City can and will win 13 games because there's only a handful of good teams in it in the NFL and there's a lot of bad teams or there's uh, there's some teams who are in the middle of the road. Speaking to your point with Steve Spagnolo, Spagnolo, he, he is a good defensive coach, but, but I think he is more uh, effective if he has those four front guys who can get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. If he doesn't have, I mean, if, if, if any defense don't have that, they're going to struggle. You have to get pressure on the quarterback. If you don't, any pro- a professional quarterback, even Trevor Lawrence, will carve you up or hold you pumpkin. Okay, so they, they, I, I I do foresee them making the playoffs. Yes, I, I see them making the playoffs. They're going to probably make it as a wild card. I think um, I think Denver is going to be like middle of the pack. Um, I think the Raiders are just going to fall downhill. I think the Chargers are actually going to win that division. They, they've already got a couple – they've got a few good wins already on their schedule. I mean, they, and then that game against the Chargers could have went either way. Uh, they could easily be 5-0, the Chargers. Um, I think the Chiefs will make it. Um, as far as people catching up on to, to Mahomes, I definitely agree with that. See, here's the thing with Mahomes, and I've been saying this. He's one of those type of he's he's like I said he's a gunslinger as most quarterbacks are. But the thing with him is, I forgot who I think it was Skip Skip Bayless said this. He's just not patient. Like he, if you you play they would um, what Buffalo did is they played two they played uh, what is it two high safety they played two high safety and Tampa showed you the strategy in the Super Bowl. And now most teams don't have the personnel to do this, though. You know what I mean? Like, Buffalo has the personnel because they have two good safeties. But most teams don't have the personnel to stop Kansas City. So it's easier said than done. A lot of people say, you got to just play too high safety, play cover two. No, you have to have the personnel to do it, especially against those guys, against Kansas City. But what you see with him is he doesn't take what the defense gives him, guys. He'll he doesn't he he'll start forcing things because he get because he's so you know they you know everybody knows how Kansas City plays they're gonna go for the long ball multiple times throughout the game and when they can't get the certain amount that they want or at the right time period Mahomes they, they start forcing stuff I can I can't count how many times on my hand where you'll see him just throw the ball up and luckily Tyreek Hill just comes down with it like it just it just happened they just happen to have 
a lot of luck on their side a lot of time periods. And um, I just I don't like I said they'll make the playoffs. They'll be a wild card team, but I think the hype around Mahomes and the Chiefs is definitely coming down. You know what I mean? I don't think that they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't, that's definitely not happening this year. And with their defense, normally with Kansas City defense over the past couple of seasons, they'll start off slow and they'll finish strong at the end, especially in the postseason. But they've been an opportun- you know, a opp- opportunistic defense where they're able to create takeaways and th- that's what they're relying on. But the problem is when you're not doing that, their defense is just not good enough. You know what I mean? Like their defense, they don't get they don't get pressure. They can't. St- There's nothing on defense that they're good at. Nothing, nothing at all that they're good at defensively. So their offense has to score thirty plus points, close to forty, to win the game. And when they don't do that, now like I said, they're not going to face a lot of defenses like Buffalo the rest of the year. I mean, Buffalo to me is the best team in the game right now on both sides of the ball. I think they're very scary, but I just think right. that. Yeah, I think that the Buffalo is the best team. Uh, offense, defense. I mean, I, and I said this last year. I know um, Jeff is not in here, but the way their defense looks—not <laughs> to get off subject—the <laughs> way the way the way, that de- the way they Buffalo defense look is is uh, they look good. Buffalo is, is my Super Bowl pick right now. If, if I had to pick a team, but yeah, Kansas City. I I just think that um, not to spend too much time. I just think that wild card team at best. I don't see the one in the division. I think the Chargers got the division this year. That division got a little easier for them, too, now that we see Russell Wilson's going to be out potentially six weeks, and Seattle's going to be going with Geno Smith. For that you mean and that's, that's the NFC West, though? Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Thank you, Brandon. Thank yeah, you. I, I, the NFC West. I kind of had, that, I kinda had that down on my – I had that down on my notes. What, what were you guys expecting from Seattle? And everybody from the panel can answer this. You guys just take your time going through this. What were you guys expecting from Seattle this season? And I mean, Gino's going to come in now. He's a serviceable backup. Uh, he looked he looked really well coming into this game with no first team reps. But um, uh, just what do you feel about Seattle? Chris Carson's hurt. Is is this a team that's just kind of inched its way to like an eight and nine or nine and eight season this year? The Seahawks and that competitive NFC West. To be honest, I didn't really expect too much from Seattle this year. Um, the, the offensive line was bad. Russell, as much as Russell wants to say that he didn't say he wanted out of Seattle, there's a lot of truth to that. Like, the defense is not that good. The, the Legion of Boom is gone. It's dead. It's never coming back. They struggle at corner. They struggle at linebacker. The receiving core is pretty much what they have. They're injured at running back. They lost Russell, Geno Smith. This notion of Geno Smith is gonna be a manageable, a manageable backup is, is almost funny to me because we know who we've seen Geno in New York. We've seen, yep, like, we, we did. know this story. Yes, we we've did. Seen, we've seen Geno in West Virginia, like going back to his collegiate days. He was five and zero at one point, and then lost the remaining remaining part of his college career. So Geno isn't as good as people make it seem, but to to be honest, I think this is the end of Russell in Seattle. Pete Carroll, I think (laughs) Carroll's going to be gone next year. Uh, This is just, this is the beginning of the end. And unfortunately, Russell's the sacrificial lamb right now with a broken finger, but they'll have a decent draft pick. I think they'll make a move to get a quarterback, which isn't a really good quarterback class this year, but 
This this is the beginning of the end. They got to find a new coach. Maybe Josh McDaniels. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. I think Russell's gone. I think. I think that the this is the end of Seattle as we know it. I agree. Uh, Casey hit it right on the money again. Everything he said because uh, as soon as he got hurt, and then just hearing the things that you heard, you know, coming into the season, there's definitely a lot of truth for that. Russell Wilson doesn't want to be in Seattle. I mean, let's just first start off with his brand. Like he he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be in Seattle. You know what I mean? Like his brand now, his is is one of the popular brands in the league. You know, he's dating Sierra and all this other stuff. Like he doesn't want to be in Seattle. Like he, he doesn't want to be there. That's first and foremost. And then two, just how just look at how the organization has treated him. Like no offensive line since he's been there. I can't remember the last time Russell Wilson had a, a good offensive line. I'm talking about at least since he got drafted. Marshawn Lynch is not there anymore, so there's no security blanket at the running back spot. The running backs is always out. They're always shuffling. It's running back by committee. The only thing that they do have is two good receivers in Matt Calf and Lockett. So they're pre- they're predictable offensively. But Pete Carroll, what he wants to do is his style is run the ball, play good defense. The problem is you don't have a good running game and you don't have a good defense. So you have to let Russ cook is what they like to say. But it's predictable because you know what they're going to do because you know they can't run the ball. And defensively, they haven't had a good defense since the Legion of Bowl. We know this. They probably have maybe two good defensive players on that defense, Wagner and, and and Jamal Adams. That's it. That's two players out of 11 starters on defense. You know what I mean? They don't okay, get pressure. So, they... uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so can I propose like a hypothetical for you Giants fan? What oh, about, about to say if, Russell to the Giants. What about if... I'll take it in a heartbeat. Days, I'll take it in a heartbeat. Easy. Easy. Wow, Daniel Jones with maybe Shepard uh, and a couple of other play- players for Russell to, to come to New York and, you know, like, because I... I believe that Russell is made for the big city and the bright light, lights, and, and I think he will fit in right in into New, New York. I mean, what do you guys think? Biggie, let me answer this real quick. <laughs> I want this. I, now, let me tell you something. When I first heard about Russell Wilson, when it out, I said, you know what? If I'm Gettleman, if I'm Mara, I'm trying to make a call to Seattle. Now, Biggie, I know how you feel about Daniel Jones. I still feel high on him. I really do. But if you get a chance to get Russell Wilson, and I like the trade that he made, you know, give him give him Shepard. Help, they want a draft pick. Give him that. Give him, give, him give up what you can. Oh, you said Slayton. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, Slayton, Slayton as well. Like, give up what you can get for this dude. Because to me personally, I think Russ. I'm not. What? How old is Russell Wilson? Thirty, thirty-one. I can't remember the exact age. Yeah, but, thirty-two. Thirty-two. I, I still think. The, the way quarterbacks are playing now, especially – now, I know everybody's not Tom Brady, but it, it just looks like the way quarterbacks are playing now, quarterbacks can play well into their 40s. And Russell Wilson, outside of this injury that he's just suffered, which is a finger injury, he's definitely suffered a major injury. Now, the Giants have to get that offensive line fixed at some point. I mean, at some point they have to um, – but he's made for the big city, and I would love to see it. Russell Wilson needs a change. I think he wants to change the scenery. He needs it, and like I like um, Casey said, this is the beginning of the end as we know for Seattle. I think Pete Carroll's gone, and I think Russell Wilson is gone. I would love to see it, but the Giants need to show up their offensive line. 
I mean, I know we're gonna probably talk about the Giants at some point in this in this on in this show, but Russell Wilson, I would love to see that. I would love to see him with the Giants. Um, Big Young really want to see how you what you got to say about this because I know how you feel about Daniel Jones. I like him too, but if we have a chance to get Russell Wilson at least for another good ten years throughout his career. I'll take that in a heartbeat. I, t- I take. I take Russell. I take Russell in a heartbeat. And as much as I do love DJ, Seattle's going to want a quarterback in return. And the nice thing about trading Daniel Jones to Seattle is Seattle's going to have the option to pick up his deal. And with the way Daniel Jones has been performing, you could probably get him at a nice bargain price for a starting NFL quarterback. So that frees up the cap room for them. Seattle's obviously going to say we want those two number ones that you have. But yep. you hit on the point. You hit on the great point of if we have Russell Wilson, that's great, but we need an offensive line to block for him. So, I, one, I would take Russell in a heartbeat. Two, I would gladly trade Daniel Jones for that. The trade I try to make is DJ, the, the better of the two number one picks, which is going to be probably the Giants pick in itself. I absolutely throw in uh, Shepard or Slayton if, if they wanted one of those as well. And I got news for you. I would not be opposed to putting Barkley into that deal as well. No, I definitely I agree. Just, I definitely if, I could agree. Just limit it, if I could just limit it to Daniel Jones, maybe Barkley and a one, and maybe Seattle trades us Russell and a, and a three or four. It gets it gets Seattle back to a cap position that lets them rebuild that team. The Giants still hold on to the Bears' first round pick, so we can go get a lineman. Um, we pick up an additional mid round pick for that, but I, I honestly don't think that that's really really far fetched. And here's why: Wellington Mara can only come up in front of Giant fans for so long and say the same thing say in the last two or three years. You, you, you just you just can't you can't sell that horse anymore. That thing's been driven hard and put back in the barn wet. You have to come up. You got to come up with a big move, and that kind of move of Russell to New York, New Jersey, is exactly what emphasizes your point on the brand. I mean, he's in New York right now. This is Russell Wilson. This gives the fans hope. Um, this gives this gives a new life to Joe Judge. The only thing I don't want to see happening is I don't want to see Gettleman making that trade because Gettleman ultimately ultimately needs to be held to account of the poor draft picks along the way. And I know that Kaysan feels the same way I do with this. If that deal happens in the offseason, I want to see Lewick Riddick's face announcing that that deal has been made with Joe Judge sitting right next to him. So, yeah, I'm all on board with that. You know, I'm on. Board. I, I think it's gonna happen. I just don't like the aspect. I feel like Saquon and Russell could run the read option. Crazy. So I oh, like crazy! Saquon oh my god, game. yeah, that would be a nightmare for defenses. I would, I would keep Saquon. I would give him like, like you said, either the Bears, but most likely we'll probably give him the Giants pick because we're no good this year. Um, I would give him Slayton or I'd give him Shepard. I'd give him Ingram. But I think I know what Seattle's going to ask for, though. I really think I – not to cut you off, Casey. I really think I know what's here. Seattle, I won't be surprised if they don't ask for Saquon because of the simple fact of the injury history and uh, 
Uh, what is this? this is last year in terms of his contract? I, I think he's in his fifth year. I'm not. I'm not sure. Um, I but, think this is the year they pick up the fifth year. Yeah, they pick up the right. fifth. So I won't be surprised if Seattle doesn't. Now I wouldn't be surprised they do because Seattle does need a running back, and Saquon still has the the most. You know, he still has that potential. You know, that talent that that's not going anywhere. At least at this point of his career. But the injuries is probably going to scare some teams off. I just think Seattle will probably ask for for DJ. And I think Seattle might ask for both of those first round picks. Uh, they, oh, they will. They're gonna I ask for Russ. They're, they're gonna make sure they're gonna get Daniel Jones two first round picks. Maybe um, Shepard or Slayton. Maybe Seattle is just content with just listen. Let's just give us Daniel Jones and the two picks. But I don't see that happen. They're gonna ask for another player along with those two picks because you never know how those two picks are gonna turn out. And Daniel Jones. And I think that. Um, I think the Giants should do it because, like you said, they can't keep – Mara can't keep saying what he's saying every offseason. And I'm telling you right now, being in the city, it, I'm telling you, man, it, it's the, it's just – it's real tense in terms of, you know, how the fans feel towards the Giants. It's very, very tense. It's it's not looking good. Um, I, Like I said, the injuries that happened on Sunday, I mean, I, I would have loved to see us at four strength against Dallas. I'm not even talking about – Slayton and Shepard playing. I mean, if got before Galladay went out, before DJ went out, before Saquon, I really, really thought that we could have had a chance in that game. A lot of people might think I'm stupid because of how the game turned out, but we had a couple opportunities in that game. And those two turnovers that created, I would have loved to see. I just would have loved to see us at four strength in that game. I really do. I really thought that we oh. was turning some type of page after we won in New Orleans. I don't think that was a fluke. A lot of people think it's a fluke. I don't think it was. You know what I mean? But for sure, for sure. That's actually a good segue because I just want to go into our sponsor for the next half hour of the show. Next half hour of the show is brought to you by Alka-Seltzer. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. When you're a giant fan and the game is over and your stomach is upset, please remember to drop an Alka-Seltzer. We'd like to thank our sponsor. And now we go into a new segment on the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We are going into the buy or sell segment and this is to wicked and to king do you guys buy or sell the arizona cardinals at five and oh this season and making a deep run into the nfl for the 2021 season wicked what do you think about that you buying or selling arizona this year i'm buying i'm definitely buying arizona um they're uh uh, baby Yoda is incredible. He is sensational. He is box office. Their defense is well approved. Um, D Hop could catch anything in the cold. Um, and they also have AJ Green. Um, they're just a complete team to me. Uh, other than the uh, Bills, I think they're the second great and complete team in the NFL and that's why they're five and oh. But again, they won against the Vikings, but the Vikings missed the field goal. And I will go back to my saying good teams find a way to win, bad teams find a way to lose. So I'm buying the Arizona Cardinals. They scare me. They scare me. They're really scared. Barring injury they might make it to, to the NFC Championship, and we'll see where it goes from there. King, what are you thinking? Are you buying this piece of real estate in Arizona, or are you trying to find a, are you trying to find a seller? 
for right now, due to the running game and Mighty Mouse's uh, speed, whether it's him making them think he's going to run and he throws a 20-yard, 40-yard bomb to Hopkins or he takes off and goes for that sweet baseball slide that a lot of QBs don't do nowadays. And that's why I think this year he's going to be injury-free to an extent. I mean, he might stub a toe off turf toe or something, but I don't think anybody's going to get any real big hits on him. So I'm, I'm by. I'm by. All right, so now, next segment of buy and sell for Kason and Brandon. Let's look at this beautiful division of the AFC North. We have the Ravens at 4-1, and one, the Bengals at 3-2, and two, the Browns at 3-2 and two, with very, very uninspiring quarterback play by Baker Mayfield, and the Steelers are the Steelers. The Bengals are sitting at three and two right now, two and zero in their conference, one and zero in their division. Are you guys buying the Bengals in this youth movement and this team that always keeps everything low to the budget and probably pays the least amount of money? Is Joe Burrow and his wonderful first round draft pick wide receiver going to take this Bengals team on a run for a little while? Okay, son. I am. I am buying the Cincinnati Bengals. I am looking at the schedule right now. They have Detroit, which I think is going to be a win. They have the Ravens, which will be a loss, but they play the Jets, the Browns, the Raiders, who are tumbling, the Steelers, who are non-existent. They go back to the Chargers. The 49ers aren't really good. The Broncos, eh, middle of the pack team. Baltimore, Kansas City, and the Browns. Looking at that schedule, I think they can win a decent amount of games, and I think they can sneak into the postseason. I I, I like the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, the running back uh, mixing is pretty decent. As long as everybody stays healthy, I, I will definitely buy the Cincinnati Bengals because the Steelers aren't that good. They just lost Juju. Ben is washed. It's just really Baltimore and the Browns are starting to make me believe that they're still the same Browns. And Brandon, before you answer, Kason, you made great points and you didn't even mention T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd, the other two young wide receivers that that team has. Brandon, what are you thinking about the Bengals? Is there any roar in this team? Definitely buying. Definitely buying. I think, like I said before, um, Pittsburgh, I'm not buying into the whole win against Denver. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Pittsburgh is still right. Pittsburgh. Um, Cleveland has a quarterback issue. I just feel like they have a quarterback issue. I don't know why Baker Mayfield and Odell just don't, don't have chemistry. They're good friends off the field, good chemistry off the field. But on the field, it's just there's just no chemistry. I just don't see how, you know, when Jarvis Landry is there, like when Odell missed most of last season, they were just clicking without him. And you just think with Odell, there'll be more of even more firepower offensive. They'll be even more hard to defend. But they have a quarterback problem and I think they know it. And um that's good that's what's gonna hold them back. Um I, I, I think defensively I thought they were heading in the right direction. I don't think they're gonna allow forty plus points like they did against the Chargers. Defense, I still think they'll improve. But they were missing Greedy Williams, they were missing um, Denzel Ward, they missed a lot of they missed some key defensive players in that game against the Chargers. But Cleveland has a quarterback problem, so I personally believe now I'm I, I don't I don't want to just write Cleveland off just yet, 
because I, it's a long, long season, and I do think they can catch fire. But I, Mayfield is just, it's too, just you just don't know what him. You just don't know what him. And you don't have to question that about Burrow. I mean, I would have loved to see what he would have done last season if he would have never got hurt. But you know, sure. now you're seeing what he's now you're seeing what he's doing now with the weapons, and I think Zach Taylor finally has this team trending in the right direction. Um, they improved defensively. Um, the fact that they they've been in they they've hung in there with Green Bay. I think they've been in every game. Um, you know, this year, um, and offensively, I mean, they can they could beat you in so many ways with Boyd, um, Chase, with um. Higgins yeah. and um yeah. and and you know and uh and um makes I mean they 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 can get you in in so many different ways I, I believe the offensive line is improved so they yeah Cincinnati I'm buying definitely buying I think they can make a I think that I, I think Baltimore's gonna win the division but I think Cincinnati can get in as a wild card spot and whoever they play in the wild card whoever they play watch out because I think they can they could probably pull off an upset they definitely have that they have the potential that's a really good point too and and and. Psychologically, and Kason knows this in the profession that he's in, it's a scary thing once an individual or a team goes from the mindset of, I think we can win, to knowing we can win. And with Burrow coming back from that horrific knee injury last year, if this team could get into the playoffs or be battling for it and then go through an offseason and acquire some more talent, with the Steelers looking to rebuild, it could be a nice little run that the Bengals could go on. And I know there are a lot of Bengals fans and a lot of football fans that would be happy to see that. We have a call from Slime Backup. Let's see what he has to say tonight calling into the Phase 1 Sports. Hey, Kyrie, uh, down bad. Hey, Golden State 2022 champions, man. You know what I'm talking about, man. Basically, uh, LeBron getting old. It's a disaster, man. Slime, <laughs> <laughs> well, slime, thanks, Brett. I appreciate that. Will, I'm sure the crew and I will be uh, doing a lot of NBA shows this year as, as the NFL simultaneously and all of that kind of goes on. But uh, we'll, we'll save the NBA talk for just a little while longer. So, guys, let me just jump back to Giants point real fast and. This is a receiver that we actually didn't put into the mix for that potential Russell Wilson trade. But how happy are Giant fans in particular? And Wicked and King, please chime in on this if you'd like. And this, how happy are you guys with seeing Kadarius Tony coming out and, and living up to that first-round draft status and, and, and not giving Dave Gettleman some more gray hairs with that great performance he had last week in the Cowboy game? Um, yeah, like I said, Dave Gettleman could draft any other position but offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, don't even get me. Yeah. Offensive line, but but uh, uh, skill players, he's great. Um, Dan, Daniel Jones is a serviceable, serviceable quarterback. He he just have to cut cut down with with the turnovers and actually start using his legs more. You know, and kind of be be a dual quarterback, but um, he's li- living up. I'm I'm quite impressed. Him, J- Jamar Chase, and um, which other rookie that I'm, I'm impressed by? No, Waddle. Waddle. Uh, 
Nah, he's not doing much. Uh, he's just a deep threat, and you know Miami is just a disaster, really. Miami is it's a disaster, but him and just Jamar Chase are living up to their uh, height. So yeah, kudos to 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 to, to that G- GM there. So guys, let's as we get into the last segment of the show tonight. Um, I want to just get you guys some early. I'm going to ask your opinion on some early early season voting. Rookie of the Year, Most Valuable Player, and uh, so along those lines. So right now, uh, Bleacher Report did a uh, publication on there to this point in the season. And as of right now, these are the players that they have listed as their Rookie of the Year, Most Valuable Player, and so on and so forth. I just wanted to see what you guys think as I run down this list. So for MVP, as of right now, uh, Bleacher Report has – Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Any any argument as far as uh, that pick goes by Bleacher Report? Me, I would be taking. Well, Christian me. Oh, no, I, I, uh, I, same I, here. Herbert. You can go ahead. Let's Let's go. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Let's go. Sorry, buddy. I can't. I love Josh Allen. Herbert, right now. The Herbert has been a, just a, just slightly more just over. I'll get give it to him with Josh Allen again. The season still, um, season is still you know long, but a Herbert. It, I just think what Herbert is just doing is just a little bit more impressive. I mean, Josh Allen had a hell of a performance against Kansas City. I mean, that throw he had to Emmanuel Sanders that that throw was that throw was crazy. But I, I would I would give it to Herbert definitely Herbert. Josh Allen 11, is number two though. Eleven touchdowns, no hey, picks, yeah. last three games. Yep. Yeah. Wicked, what do you think? Y'all already know. Y'all already know. Justin Herbert is my boy. I picked him yep. in our preseason show, and I was like, hey, he's going to show y'all who he is. You did. Um, But I will pick him slightly over Josh Allen because I, like, I'm beginning to be very impressed by Josh Allen and his play and his command of, of that Bill offense. He's reminded me of a young Tom Brady when Brady had that command of that Patriots offense with Josh McDaniels. So, I mean, they just keep giving them more weapons. Emmanuel Sanders, I don't know him personally, but but I know his dad and sisters. That's another show for another time. But Justin Herbert is my number one. So, for their rookie of the year, which is a little early to do, but for the sake of good discussion and our wonderful show, I think this one's probably going to bring out the most vim and vigor from our panel. Bleacher Report right now has their offensive rookie of the year as Mac Jones, New England Patriots quarterback. I don't see it, but I know nope. you guys to nope. and I'm a Pats fan. Nope. They're smoking something. I, I got to send no. it to me. <laughs> That's a I'll negative. Give them my address, they can send it to me, man. <laughs> I don't crazy. have a clear cut favorite yet, but Mac Jones is definitely a no for me. He had that right now. His memorable game is the game that he lost to against Tampa Bay, but the game last week, nah, I don't see it. Uh, but I, I will kinda... give it to Jamar Chase instead of Mac Jones because Jamar Chase has came big for um, uh, Joe Barrow. Um, he's made clutch catches and made clutch t- 
touchdown. So um, I love Daniel Jones and I love his potential, but for right now, uh, I I will give it to J- Jamar Chase. My friend Daniel Jones, that... third year quarterback though. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna I was gonna chime I mean, in over that actually. What's his name? That guy's name. Kid, Kid, Matt Tony? Jones, right? Matt Jones, that's his oh, name. Matt Jones. <laughs> Matt Jones. Yeah, Matt. The, the, yeah, Matt. The rookie of the year so far for Matt me, Jones. Um, and if he plays, and if he stays healthy, which is going to be the big thing, is actually Najee Harris of Pittsburgh. I mean, mm. with Ben as okay. limited as he is, and with the injuries that the Steelers are dealing with at wide receiver and O line, he's he's looking phenomenal. So for me, as of right now. I definitely would lean towards the good rookie running back in in Pittsburgh. King, you got any opinions on uh, on this? Yeah, listen, I'm on a Dallas Cowboys fan, but you tell me Michael Parsons and you were on his Mm. list. Yeah, but that's I love you. We're we're talking about (laughs) offense right now because I was going to no, give no, it no. to I, him. As I thought I heard, I heard rookie of the year. I didn't think I heard Yeah, but they don't, they don't yeah, do – I don't – Yeah, but they don't do – defense. Yeah, they don't do – I don't know why they stopped doing this, but they don't do the actual rookie of the year no more. They do offensive rookie and defensive rookie. Year. Like, they don't do, like, the oh, actual – Oh, shit. I've been watching too much basketball. Yeah. My yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yes, 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 you have. Yes. No, that's a great that's a great point, but that's a great point by Brandon because now and and I don't know if it's right or wrong, but now you know that they get those written into their contracts. The rookies do. If I win offensive or defensive rookie of the year, I get a quarter million dollar bonus, and I mean nothing wrong with that, but uh, it definitely it definitely kind of muddies the pool a little bit. But now now to segue from that, it's almost not even fair, and I'm going to put it right in King's lap because. Bleacher report as of right now for their defensive rookie of the year, and as far as I'm concerned, there's no argument, is Micah Parsons of the Dallas Cowboys. King, why don't you give our fans a little feedback on how an elite defensive player this is, and not just for a rookie? Well, first things first, he cost Jalen Smith his job. Cost him his job. A pro bowler, a former pro bowler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, D-Law, Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, buddy. You better hope when you get back, you do something. Because the fact that they can place him almost anywhere in between the linebacker and, and, and a, a, a DN or a rusher, and he can still cover yardage, and he's just between him and Diggs, they're just doing something super special on the defense. Now, of course, we're going to give Dan Quinn his props. And stuff like that. And they do have some additions, like um, what's his what's his name the the quarterback from the Falcons. Oh that yeah, came. I can't. Uh, O'Neal is it O'Neal? Yeah, that's the safety. That's the safety. That's the safety. Uh, Neil. Okay, I can't remember the man's name right now. But anyways, they have him. They switched him on position. The defense is just playing awesome. Like, I mean, they were the worst defense last year. And the fact that, that they're doing what they're doing right now, and that's only going to bolster the offense. Do you know what I mean? It's going to make yeah, they, it so much easier for the offense. Because they had to fight so much last year. The offense could put up numbers, but the defense couldn't stop anybody. They put no fear in you. You can put whoever you want back there with the Giants' O-line. And you know, <laughs> last year, I'd be like, yeah, you know, 
they might make a pick, but nine times in a ten, you go get some yards on them. You know what I mean? Like they had no stopping power. Now they do. Um, as 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 much as it pains me to call Michael Parsons a uh, name, um, my eyes don't <laughs> lie. Uh, I, I'm 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 talking about this is from the bottom of my stomach. I'm saying this because nobody likes the Cowboys on this panel. Like, no nope. f them to the end of the world, bro. <laughs> but but I am a logical fan, and my and my eyes don't lie. What they're doing on defense, it is special. Um, they did turn it around from last year. It does scare me when we do play them next because, you know, I seen what they did to y'all Giants, and now I'm like, Jesus Christ. And our defense has actually regressed from last year. So it's – oh, my God. So, yeah, Michael Parsons, rookie uh, def- def- defensive player of the year oh, in my book. I, I'm, I'm not a hater. I just, you know – Know what I know. Two words for me. We are. End of discussion. Yeah, I, I think I think I think Dallas. Yeah. No, I think I know. Being I think, the best thing grant here, we are. That's all. No, I think I think yeah, Parsons is definitely um, my my early choice for defense. Um, defensive rookie of the year, and then Diggs is defensive player of the year. I think Dallas defense is improved. I'm not being a hater. I still think you can move the ball on them. I've seen some games already, even with us, you can move the ball on them still. They're not, it's not the same defense from last year. It's definitely not. They're, they're more in position. I felt like last year they were just out of position. Their defense is definitely a little – it's improved, but I still think you can move the ball on them. I think offensively, they're still – their strength, obviously, is still where their bread and butter is at is offensively. I honestly think that we've seen this from Dallas though in the past, y'all. Like, I'm not saying this defense, but we've seen this before where they'll get off to these good starts. And then remember 2019, they were supposed to win a division. Philly had no business winning that division that year. But Dallas had, Dallas had a meltdown. You know what I mean? Dallas had a meltdown. Now, I'm not saying it's going to happen again. I think Dallas will win a division. But I just don't like – now, I know obviously nobody on this panel is a Dallas fan. But what I just don't like from Dallas fans, they do this every year, man. Like, they, they get off to this strong starter. They'll make the playoffs, and they might win a, a home game. Dallas is not going to the Super Bowl. I know nobody didn't say that on the panel. I know that's not what okay, I'm saying. Okay, because just... I was about to correct you and say, Yo, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm just talking about just the Super Bowl. We just say the defense is a lot better than what we <laughs> No, I'm no. I'm Come saying on, no. I know, that, I know that. I know that. I know. But okay. I'm. 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 You got to remember. Yes, I'm in New York, but there's still Dallas fans here. So I just wanted to sit there and say that. That's all. I just. It was just that's off right. my chest. I wanted to sit there and say that. I haven't been able to get it off my chest. I wanted to sit there and say that. But no, they improved. They're, they're improved. I have them winning the division as, as much as I hate to say it. But I think I honestly think teams are going to start catching them to them as the season goes along. It's real early. The first half of the season is not even over with. Everybody outside the division will catch up to them. Yeah, yeah. Everybody outside the division. Yeah, no. Everybody outside the division will catch up to them. Dallas is Dallas should Sorry, run away with New York this. Fans. I'm not trying to be a dickhead. I'm just saying. Well, look. No, I we, need we you guys be to beat them. I, well, look, look, look. I need you guys to beat them this Sunday. That's what I need. I need, I hope you guys do what I'm supposed to do this Sunday to beat them. Amen to that. I'm that's all. Totally just beat them. Yeah, I just I need y'all to beat them this Sunday. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, they they like I said, they look good. I I, I when that came back, I said yeah, they'll be back offensively. You know what I mean? Defense, they are improved. I just think that you know they they they'll you know 
They'll win the division, but I think that's it. They'll probably win a wild card game, and I still think there's about three teams. That, even those three teams that I will put put over them in the NFC, though, that still puts them in you know consideration. But there's three teams. I think Arizona is better than them. I would still put the Rams over them, and I'm even going to. I still I'm picking Green Bay over them. But I, I like the way Dallas definitely looks good though. Now this next award is one that always makes football fans or any sports fans feel good in my opinion. And there's two players this year in the NFL that are going to vie for this award. And honestly, I hope they have successful seasons or healthy seasons. And I think this award could actually be split between the two of them. And that's the comeback player of the year. And right now, Bleacher Report has Dak Prescott. But I'll tell you what, I would love to see both of these quarterbacks stay healthy. And I would love to see, I would love to see, the Bengals quarterback, whose name just escaped me, and Dak win this award because they're both having great years off of major injuries. You talking uh, about Joe that, Cool Burrow? Joe yeah. Cool, Joe Cool, smoking the cigar Burrow. <laughs> Joe Cool. I, I, I think those guys could definitely, uh, definitely host that award. Defensive Player of the Year right now, guys. Uh, they're looking at Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns, and and I can't argue with that one too much. I mean. Aaron Donald is going to be right there with him. Uh, Trevin Diggs of the Cowboys, the cornerback, is, you know, right there. But Miles Garrett is having a great year. And the addition of the other great defensive end that they added in the offseason to the Cleveland Browns. Um, anybody else jumping out for you guys aside Trayvon from Garrett? Trayvon Diggs for me. That pick he had against the Giants solidified it for me. I sold it. This man could play. <laughs> and I, I was wondering why the Giants kept throwing in his direction. I was like, yo, what the hell? Like, why we keep throwing to him? But Trayvon Diggs for me, I, 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 I love his style of play. Yeah, I, I love – I heard he was a receiver. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so no, hold on, see the receiver you guys keep forgetting. Who, who's his brother? Stephon oh, Diggs. Stephon. Ah. So he got hands. <laughs> and it stupid. Yep. <laughs> I, did not, I did not know that. I, I didn't know, know it until they – no, I didn't no, know I it didn't until know. they. I didn't know it. it until they said it on the NBC when they when they they, they mentioned oh. it during the Bills and Chiefs game. I didn't know. I didn't, they mentioned it during the oh, Bills yeah, and Chiefs game. I knew game. this the whole time. That's almost like aside aside from Parsons, that's the next best bet. He he has hands like a receiver. It's rare to have players in his position having hands that nice. Like, and the fact that he's learning how to read, he's not watching the receiver anymore. He's watching the quarterback. Yeah, that's he's scary. As if he's a receiver. That's scary. And I, I guarantee bumping, you, bumping receivers like they're like, come on, bro. And I, and I guarantee, and I guarantee you, uh, Mac Jones won't be throwing on his side of the board this Sunday. <laughs> he won't be throwing on his side of the field. I think quarterbacks have they, they've seen tape on him, and they obviously have seen like, you know what? Yeah, let's not even try to throw the ball on him because it just seems yeah. like he's just he's just he's just everywhere on the field, man. He's everywhere on the field, everywhere you, you know. I, Big, I know you got one more question, or not one more. You probably got a couple more questions. I want to ask you this real quick, though, because I'm nobody, nobody's really been talking about this. I wonder, like, if Miami would have picked Herbert instead of Tua, where would they be right now? Like, I, I, they got to be kicking themselves because that, that, that move probably set them back years ago. Because I keep thinking, I'm like, Damn, they did pass up on Herbert. It's what teams, you know, obviously all the teams before the Chargers picked them did, but it's just crazy how Miami picked Tua. 
over Herbert. And I don't know if anybody saw this from Herbert, though. Like, did anybody see this? No, we, as Giants, yeah, TG, as a Giants TG, fan, TG. Okay. Go on, as a Giants fan, the year we, I think we had the second pick when we, I think, I think either the year yep. we took Saquon or the year after, I was slamming the table. I was mad he went back to school. But be like the whole draft process, I was like, I need Justin Herbert to be the quarterback for the New York Giants. Like everything you see him doing now is everything he was doing at Oregon. Like, yeah, he was the truth at Oregon, and th- this is no surprise to me that he's doing well in the league. I think he would have went anywhere and done well except for Jacksonville. <laughs> I think Jacksonville just ruins quarterbacks, but he could have went anywhere. And he would have been performing this well. So what you said about Miami is true. I know they're kicking themselves. The thing with Miami is I think Miami almost pigeonholed themselves with the tank for Tua. And I think that the Dolphins, even with the questions on Tua, for some reason didn't have the courage to say, Tua's not our guy. We're still going to be able to draft the guy. But I think from a PR standpoint, their fans got behind Tua. And they made that decision to draft him. Brandon brings up a great point of where would the Dolphins be right now if they had just gone with Herbert. And Kaysan's right, and I think you're absolutely right. I think it was the year that we drafted Barkley that we would have had to have taken Herbert at that point in time. And I agree with you. I thought Herbert was absolutely just phenomenal to everything that he could do with the ball. But hopefully for our G-men and for sports fans that uh, Daniel Jones or Russell Wilson – is uh, going to be potentially coming to the Giants. But, guys, as we come into the last five minutes of the show, going into week six, unbelievably, almost almost the halfway mark of the season now, a couple of really good games that I just want to get your opinion on, the first one being, for me, probably the best game of the week, kicking off at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Chargers come east to play these Baltimore Ravens, speaking of Justin Herbert. Why don't you guys give me a little rundown of this game? What are you guys thinking? Who do you think is going to win? Slobber knocker. Slobber knocker. The only problem is what is the Chargers defense going to do with Lamar? He's proven he can run. Now he's proven he'll throw. It's going to be a a super guessing game for that defense on what he's going to do. Hopefully they run better sets for Lamar, even though I know – People are gonna look at me weird when I say Greg Roman is too bland with his um his scheme. Like a lot of the sets that they're in, sometimes you can kind of almost tell when he's gonna run the ball and when he's not. Not all the time, but a good portion of the time. So, and Herbert, you know, he's gonna do what he what he always does. He'll put up some numbers. And Austin Eckler, the long lost, they got a run game, baby. I mean, yes, geez. they do. And they got good receivers and tight ends, like. Come on, man. I know Jared Cook's an idiot sometimes, but he's still a pretty good tight end. <laughs> yeah, they, they, um, yeah, it's going to be a slobber knock. I don't, damn, I don't have a pick right now. Um, I, I really don't have a pick because this, this okay. is, a, okay. yeah, it's a tough one. It's, this is a tough one to choose from because I want to go with the Chargers, but then I want to go with Baltimore for, you know, obviously, you know, the, my own reasons for why I want to go for either team. On, but it's going to be, it's definitely going to be a, a very, very good game. Um, I, I see, I don't think this one is going to be, I honestly don't think this will be high scoring though. I think, I, I think this can possibly get into like the late, 
twenties. I don't I don't think this is gonna be like a 30 30 or 40 40 type game like what we saw with the Chargers and Browns. I know a lot of people say, Oh well, did you see what the Chargers did or you see what they've been doing? Did you see what Lamar? Right. No, I think this is gonna be twenties type of game, really, really close. Um and I, I I I just like I said, I don't have a pick, but I think it's gonna be a very, very good game. Um maybe a preview of the AFC championship game. You never know, you know what I mean? But uh absolutely they're definitely going to be a good game. I, I like what I'm seeing from Lamar. I like what I'm seeing from Herbert. I just think this is going to be a very, very good game. You know what I mean? And I think the whole thing about West Coast teams having to try, I don't think that's going to be an issue for the Chargers at all. I think they'll be ready. They'll be ready. They'll be well prepared. Um, it's going to be a good one. I like the Chargers in this game. And just this is just looking at like the psychological aspect of it. Um, you have Baltimore coming off a short week, playing on Monday night. Chargers had a lot of time to prepare. They've been practicing since Wednesday. It's a little difficult. I mean, I don't really buy into the West Coast traveling, East Coast struggle aspect of it. I, I honestly just think that right – I think fatigue is going to end up getting Baltimore. I don't know the number, but I'll definitely play the spread when it comes to um, the Chargers this week. I, I think they're going to they gonna beat them. And this could be an AFC – championship preview, and I'd rather see the AFC championship game, because I just don't think that the Ravens are going to have enough time to prepare for this offense. But it's the NFL. You never know. I'm saying now, Casey now. made a good point. Now, that's a good point. The Ravens, uh, this is they, they are, this is a short week. They are coming off a short week, Monday night. The fact that they had to actually come back to win that game, I, you know, obviously the Chargers were involved in a shootout, but the, he made a good point. The Ravens are coming off a very, very you know what I mean? This is a short week for them. You know what I mean? So it's gonna be interesting. I think they'll be ready. Harper, I have them ready. They'll be ready. But um, yeah, I I am kind of leaning over to the Chargers, but I just I don't know yet. You know what I mean? But um, right. I mean my my actual I don't have it. Like I said, I honestly think that the road to the AFC is going through Buffalo. That's my personal opinion. But um, this this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a slugfest in terms of back and forth, back and forth. I think it's gonna be an attack. Yeah, I, I'm not picking a winner. I'm just saying it's gonna be a slobber knocker. Like, you know, get your right. popcorn ready because right. we can get a dud or we can get a thud, <laughs> <laughs> and we're more likely more likely to get a thud. You know, there's gonna be rushing going on, crazy passes, uh, elite defense at a high level. I mean, Godwin is this, is this Godwin or is it? I can't. I, I keep forgetting these guys' names just because, like, I'm not a fan. No, I'm just not a fan of the Chargers, right? But, like, I right. know some of the players on the team, and I watch all the football games on Sunday. So, like, you know what I mean? For shows like this and for my own podcast. So, like, I just can't remember his name, but I, I think he's a quarterback. He just came back off an injury from last year, I think, and he's a big game changer. I just can't remember how to pronounce his name. It starts with a G, though. Godwin or Derwin or something like that. I can't remember. But we'll have our he, we'll, we'll have our crack research staff look that up for us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's he's an awesome quarterback. A quarterback, oh, Jalen Gutton. Pardon me. Is it Jalen Gutton? No, not Gutton. There's another guy there. I can't remember his name. Let me see. I don't know. I'm looking at the depth chart now. He might not be a quarterback. He might be the safety in there. I just know, I know he's in the backfield, though. So, guys, as we get ready to close the show, here's the game that intrigues me the most this week, and I think it'll say a lot to where both of these are right now. 
we have the 5 and 0 Arizona Cardinals traveling to the Cleveland city of the Browns 3 and 2 how do you guys see or what do you guys look for in this game if do you see it being Baker's going to be Baker he's got a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder so you know it's affecting it no it's because this guy last week tried to do what he thought everybody was going to talk about he's just going to throw the ball to Odell when he does the complete opposite it costs them the freaking game but in this sense they Nick Chubb is Kareem Hunt. I mean, dang, nag it, man. That that one-two punch, that's like a Tyson hook to the body and the uppercut. You know what he's the people who stand? That's what it is, man. It's one of them, one of them joints right there. Like, at any given time, they can hit you with that, and it can change the game. Because that shootout last week, the last Sunday, that was crazy. That, the last time we had something like that, that was the Rams and the 49ers. Was it the 49ers? No, the Rams... Yeah. And the Chiefs. Sorry, the Rams Chiefs. And the Chiefs. That Monday night game. Right? Uh-huh. Crazy. Just like that. Almost, oh, 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 they did over 100. But these guys almost, these guys put up 100 points practically. I'm like, mad that game what? wasn't on TV. I'm mad. Hey, I had get to watch the zone, that my game. guy. Get the zone. Get the zone. <laughs> That's all I can say. No, <laughs> so you said, wait. You, what game? Hold up. You said, what, what, what game? There was the Rams and Chiefs? Rams and Chiefs. That was on TV. That was Monday. That was that was Monday night. That was a Monday night game. No, he's talking about he's talking about the game on Sunday. Yeah, the Browns and Chargers game. Oh, oh yeah, the Browns and Chargers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's busy watching Oh yeah, the damn yeah, them damn Giants, man. Yeah, I would. Yeah. We watching the Giants get killed. And you know what's so crazy, Casey? I got Sunday NFL ticket. I still didn't care. I was still watching us. I got I actually got Sunday NFL ticket. I was still watching us. I think the Raiders. Hey, you guys might have won that game if you didn't have so many injuries, though. To be honest, I said that. I said that. Or at least it would have been close. It would have been close. You know what I mean? Like it it definitely would have been close. I honestly, I I might, y'all might laugh, but I actually got Cleveland pulling off the upset this Sunday. I, I think, I, I, um. Call me crazy, you know, obviously because of Mayfield and how the Cardinals have been looking. But I thought San Fran almost they could have pulled it off against Arizona last Sunday. That game, I think it was seventeen to ten, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that was the final score of the game. Hey, um, that that was I, Lance's first game, though. We we can't hold that against. That's his first game. The yeah, that's that what I'm saying. That's that what I'm saying. Push. So that's why. Yeah, that's I mean, why I said better the offense. Right, but that's what I'm saying. The fact that it was close, and you know they stood there. San Fran only lost by a touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. So I actually got Cleveland pulling off the upset there at home. I think Arizona at some point is going to have to lose. They're not losing the week yeah, after that, that because they're home. Kyler Murray too, right? You said you said that what? Bad game. That was a bad game for Kyler Murray too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That wasn't I think as usual. I think that's what I'm saying. But I think these players that Cleveland were missing are coming back. So they'll be well equipped to go against, you know, Grady Williams and um and Ward. They'll be well equipped to go against Hopkins and AJ Green. Cleveland, they they have a pass rush, obviously with um, you know, with with uh Miles Garrett, Garrett, yeah, Garrett, and then the safety back there, John. Like Cleveland defense has improved. A lot of people might be panicking. A lot of improved. Cleveland they got a whole be... bunch of number ones. What do you mean improved, bro? They cheated. You said what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? You got a whole bunch of number ones on defense, buddy. They ended it. You got for punch out. That's what they did to get those players, man. They cheated. Well, well, listen, they got them. So they they, they, they got them. Right. <laughs> yeah, they I, got them. They improve. I, I I got them pulling up the opposite. I really do. I don't think that Arizona has to lose at some point. They're not losing a week afterwards when they play Houston at home. They're not going to lose that game. So no, they, I, I think I, I think Brandon's entirely right on this game. And I, I'm taking the Browns and the points and. I think you're going to see Chubb and Hunt keep this game between the tackles, and I think mm-hmm. that Cleveland defense will be more than up 
for the challenge. It'll be a, yeah. It'd be a competitive game, but I think Cleveland needs to win this game on the defensive side of the ball. For the points you made about Baker's non-throwing shoulder injury, and now that they have OBJ back, they have to try and find some, you know, continuity on the field between Baker and and OBJ. But I I think personally, and this is why I wanted to end the show with this game. I I think this is going to be one of the better games on Sunday at four o'clock to keep an eye on. Oh, four o'clock game. Well, yeah. I think for me, it's going to come down to which quarterback I trust the most. And unfortunately, I don't trust Baker at this moment. So <laughs> I have to go with the Arizona Cardinals. I think they're just going to make enough plays at the end. I feel like you got to you got to you got to study AJ Green, who's who's a Hall of Famer in my opinion, and then you have um, on the other side another Hall of Famer, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Kareem Hunt and Chubb do scare me, but like I said, like if, if the game is late at the end, I don't, that that decision I saw Baker do last week, I don't trust Baker. And I don't trust the coaching staff, so I, I think Arizona goes six and zero in a close game. I think Arizona pulls it out because I trust I trust their coaching staff and their quarterback more. You, wait, you 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 don't trust um um what's his name um uh, what's his I don't know how to um Cleveland his last last coach the Wentz uh Stavinsky Stavinsky from the Vikings. Yeah, you don't you don't nah, you don't really they, they ran the ball on like a fourth. I don't trust it. that play call right there. The game is tight. You go run the ball, and you're, yeah. you're They're gonna have to. They're, they're gonna have to. They're, they're gonna have. They're gonna absolutely have to keep um, Kyler Murray off the field. They're gonna have to run the ball with those two. That's the. I think Cleveland had. You're right. They're, they're gonna have to. If Cleveland's gonna win this game. It's gonna have to be because Murray and them don't see the field like that. Yep. Right. Like it's, they're gonna have to control time of possession because if you if you do like you did last week and you allow to get in the shootout, then I just think if you. Mayfield can't win a game in a shootout, and this the is the same I way don't, you beat the Packers. You got to yeah, keep Aaron Rodgers off the you field. You got to keep Aaron off the field. You know what I mean, Biggie? I'm surprised you didn't um, you didn't ask about the New England and Dallas game. I think that's intriguing too. I, I think it is. The game, the 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 reason that game intrigues me the most, Brandon, and thank you for bringing it up. That game intrigues me the most, honestly, from a standpoint of and 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 New England's the only team in the NFL that has the cachet for me to say this. It's not it's not the Dallas Cowboys going up against the New England Patriots. It's actually the Dallas offense going up against Bill Belichick. And that's yep. what it's really coming down to this year for the Patriots with this re re I won't say rebuilding. I'll say what they always used to say about the New York Knicks when I was living back home. We're the New York Knicks. We don't rebuild, we reload. And that's what <laughs> yeah. And, you know what I'm saying, B? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. That's what the Patriots have going on this year. I I do definitely think that could be an an intriguing, fun game to watch because I really do think it's it's a matchup of Belichick and the defense that he crafts, no pun intended for the owner, um, around stopping the Cowboys. Um, I see the Cowboys winning that game by 10 points. If not a little bit more myself, Ooh, but you, you, I, I, I'm not. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm, I want to see Dallas lose, but I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised to see New England pull off upset. I think Be- Belichick needs one of these games. Like I thought, he wanted that Tampa game so bad. I thought New England could have pulled off an upset. This will obviously be an upset. Um, they need one, and if I'm not mistaken, has New England won a home game yet this year? I don't. Enough. Yeah, they haven't. They, they haven't won a home game yeah. because the. Uh-huh. Yeah, the first loss was against Miami. That Jets game, they was that was at MetLife Stadium. 
So I don't even think they won a home game yet. They gotta win yeah, one of these. Now this might yeah. not be the one that yeah, this might oh, not yeah. be the one that they win, but they I I wouldn't be surprised if they pull up the upset. I think Belichick probably has something up his sleeve. I really do. I was about to say, yeah, it ain't coming this week. As much as it kills <laughs> me, and I don't like Dallas, it ain't coming this week. I think Damn it got it, something to I think it really has a lot to do with more. I don't know. Maybe I don't like Mac Jones, and it's just, I, you know, maybe it's that. I don't No, I think Mac Jones is cool. It's just. I do too. Dak is, yo, Dak is. It's kill, it really kills me to say this. That Dak is pooping right now. Like, he is, Dak, but. He's I, balling. I just, I, like I said before, how Brady was balling before. Brady was balling before he walked into New England. Now, obviously, that game was, you know, conditions. But that was another thing I didn't understand. People kept talking about conditions. I'm like, well, Brady's been playing in those conditions all his career. So what does the conditions have to do with how he's playing? Yeah, like he's been playing in New England all his career. So I don't know. I really, like I said before, I know I'm not not trying to sound like a hater because it is Dallas. Brandon, do you know that Belichick kept that whole playbook from Brady? He knows Brady's weaknesses. He showed Brady one front, and when he snapped the ball, he sees something completely different. Yep. Yep. He patted the ball 15 times. He's mm-hmm. like, hold on. What's, what's this? That's what I knew that was going to be a Brady. Right. No, I knew that was going to be a struggle. I knew that was going to oh, be a no, struggle. Of course. But yeah. with, the, with the Dallas Cowboys now, I don't think he's going to be showing that. I don't think he has faith in Dak to do anything special because – they beat the Cowboys every time. Doing okay, New England, right? That's what I'm offense. saying. That that's that's what right. I'm saying. That's, that's why I said. Look at them. That's what I'm saying. Like Matt y'all beat Jones them, needs... right? Yeah, but Matt, yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt Jones needs the trading wheels to get off of him though, because that's why they're having such problems. They're making him run set plays all the time. They're not giving him half or no, a quarter of what Brady had as a youngin in that system to do. They have the weapons. Yeah, they throw, at some yeah, point yeah. they're gonna have to though, because I thought that they could y'all could have bought y'all could have pulled off that win against Tampa, and I thought that was Mac Jones' best game. And I still think he has a lot more of that. A lot of people might think, oh, that what I was just no. I think he actually has something, and that's why I said out a lot. This is what I'm saying. This is the part now. I'm, I see what Case is saying. I see why Dallas is going to win this game, and then big, you know, I get what you're saying, but. This would not surprise me if New England pulled off this upset. They're at home. They need a home game. Is 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 Belichick? You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be surprised. At, at some point, Dallas is going to have to come off this this win streak. I mean, but uh, again, it's it's going to be a good one. I think it's, it's going to be good. I don't think this is going to be like no Dallas wins by ten points though. I think this is actually going to come down to the wire. I really do. You, I think it's you're right, Brandon. You absolutely could see this game being very competitive in the fourth quarter and the Patriots pulling it out in some way, shape, or form. But I'll tell you what, I'm making all these notes so that when we do our Tuesday show next week or whatever day works for us, we can kind of go over those notes and see how we uh, see how we enjoyed that Cowboy and Patriots game. Guys, I just want to say thank you to this awesome panel that we have assembled. Uh, Wicked had to jump out a little bit early, but we wish him good luck in everything he's going through right now. Brandon, thanks for joining the team. Kason, thanks for for being our fearless leader. And to our listeners, thank you for always listening and, and, and giving us time and listening to your call. So on behalf of the Phase One Sports crew, I'm Big E Sports. For uh, Kason Brandon and the one king only on Sports on Stereo, King E. Crush. Guys, we'll set up another show for next week. Thank you so much for letting me do this format tonight. And uh, you guys be safe and God bless, okay? All right. All right. You guys Everybody have a good night. Care, Bye. Man. All right, everybody. Stay tight. Bye.
Right. Peace out. Peace and love. Okay.